Welcome to A Brief Chat. I'm Jason Crane. Today is Friday. It's the 17th day of April, 2020. I hope you are doing okay where you are and that you and the people you love are happy and healthy. As it is Friday, I am trying something a little different today. I was doing First Friday poetry readings on the show, and there were several of those, but they were a little sporadic because, you know, let's be fair, the show itself was a little sporadic. Now that I'm trying to keep it to a more regular daily schedule, I've also decided to add yet another level of difficulty by trying to have a little poetry every Friday. I think I have cracked the nut of how to make this easy in that I'm just writing to poets saying, hey, will you record yourself reading about 10 minutes of poems and send me the audio file? I think that's painless enough that I'll be able to keep this up, but you know, you know, right? That there's occasionally going to be a Friday where there's no poetry and we'll just make it work. Or I probably will say on the Fridays where I don't have a poet to send me something, I'll just read something from a poet whose work I like. That's probably what will actually happen. So there will be poetry every Friday. It just may or may not be in the voice of another poet. I'm starting today with my friend Dave Bonta. I just want to point out that I definitely knew Dave before Carolee Bennett knew Dave, uh, in case that ever comes up online. Dave is the author of quite a few books. He is the uh, editor and publisher of Moving Poems, which is a webzine that showcases uh, video poetry, which is a whole fascinating subgenre in and of itself. Dave also has a literary blog called Via Negativa. If you follow Dave at Morning Porch on Twitter, you will also see that one of the things he does that I really love, especially now, is that Dave kind of anthologizes writing from poets each Sunday night. He puts together a little collection of poetry bloggers and he collects both poems and prose just kind of about the human condition and it's incredibly important it's always filled with great things to read and i think is a really vital service to the community you can find dave at davebonta.com his last name is spelled b-o-n-t-a and of course you can look in the show notes for this episode and there'll be a link to dave and then from davebonta.com you can get to everything else that he does. So Dave is going to be the uh, kickoff poet here as we shift to a weekly poetry format. And without any further ado, would you please turn your audio attention to Dave Bonta? Poem beginning with a line from Harlan Ellison. I have no mouth and I must scream, says the wind. My tongue knows its own taste, the half-frozen stream. You draw me, and I'll draw you, I tell my childhood self. We lean like ladders against the clouds. With one listening foot, I feel for the next rung down. The History of Animation Twelve hundred kids packed the auditorium for high school assembly, a road show on the history of animation brought to us by Pepsi. The punishment for skipping such mandatory fun was an extra hour of school. But some wise-ass spoiled it for everybody with a little laughing box. In the middle of the presenter's introductory talk, 
a sudden outburst of demented giggles, followed by rapid-fire hoes and haws, squeals and peals, belly laughs going off like depth charges. The thing about a laughing box is, once you get one started, you can't shut it up. Propelled by apprehensive kicks, it ricocheted from row to row beneath the seats, its laugh track whipping around like a sperm cell's flagellum in a sex ed film. As the shock wore off, we watched the three or four minor furors on stage shrinking into their skulls. Finally, it flew out. A bright blue plastic cube struck the baseboard with considerable force and died in mid-guffaw. A long moment of silence. Then the clapping started, spreading throughout the hall. Cheers, whistles, the assistant principal on his feet, waving his arms as the applause went on and on. Signs She set her empty bottle down against mine without looking, so they would rock together, ringing, whether with a peal or a toll I couldn't tell, so that even before the words of welcome and the first fumbling for the right place, well in advance of the mingled cries and blessings, I would feel my skin turn to sky and my bones to living water because her eyes held that exact and painful blue one only encounters over country churches. I mean those clapboard fire traps whose belfries offer sanctuary to the long-limbed owls that go about their business at odd hours, rarely observed in the modern liturgy. Except when some bored child, slipping under the pews, picks up a white wing feather missed by the custodian's broom. Let's watch him as he waves it over his head, running up to the pulpit to show the startled minister, whose flock shifts uneasily, the old pews creaking, Adam's apples trembling on scented necks. Now let's follow up a poem about religion with a poem about science. This is based on an old article in a magazine called Research Penn State. How Glass Breaks Four theories. One, brittleness on the macroscopic scale can be deceiving. Measured in microns, the fracture surface resembles the long-lost infinitesimal twin of a rent in metal, that famously elastic break. So too, then, with glass, cavities as narrow as a few nanometers open ahead of the crack, not glass flowing together in the last fraction of a second before the wine glass shatters under the bridegroom's shoe. 2. Atom separates from individual atom in rapid sequence wherever the amorphous solid, glass, encounters stress. The blind cane of an atomic force microscope can tap all along the edge of a crack and find no sign of deformation, no pits or pockmarks. Glass must, therefore, be as we'd always thought, immaculately brittle. 3. Atoms under pressure slip and slide across each other. Nothing is simple. Friction leads to atom-sized cracks, and the cracks widen into the necessary cavities, yes, but all along the fracture zone, the same pressure responsible for the break makes the gaps snap shut immediately thereafter. 
Let's call them nanovoids, these model wounds, healing as perfectly as if they had never been. 4. Approaching the fracture origin, the surface of a crack appears increasingly smooth, but under an electron microscope, each region shows the same kinds of features at a finer and finer scale, a fractal self-affinity. Beginning at ground zero, we name these regions mirror, mist, hackle, macroscopic crack branching, energy magnified in chaotic order. Given an opening, given vibration, atoms in the amorphous silica will change partners, a choreography of rings that first contract, then join together, encircling ever-larger volumes until the last bonds fail and the atoms dance irrevocably apart. Here's one called Blast Area. The blast was larger than anticipated. Beds of limestone can dip in odd directions. The ground shook with release. In the yellow house next to the quarry, the crash of a plate rolling off a plate rail and onto the tile floor was followed by a couple seconds of silence, then the trucks yelping into reverse. The windows were all open. Raindrops began to blow against the curtains. An index finger resumed its pilgrimage, dipping into the hollow at the base of a throat too frozen with joy and terror to make a sound. The Sycamore The young veteran, a double amputee, is still learning how to pilot a wheelchair. He stops a few feet from the concrete lip of the pond, gazing across at a sycamore shining in the sun. His eyes travel down the trunk and into the water where the shadow goes one way and the reflection another. A carp slides under the flesh-toned bark. Meanwhile, his flannel shirt has turned into a movie screen for reflected sunlight, dazzling the mallards crowding around his chair. He glances down at the dancing ghosts on his chest, then reaches behind for a bag of breadcrumbs, which he sets there, where a lap used to be, in that abyss. And I'm going to close with advice for prospective troglodytes. Living under a rock, you learn to listen. It's not all thuds and rustles and the odd shriek. Things grind, other things grow, and the difference can be subtler than you imagine. A slow wheel can sound a lot like a snake. You learn to tell a clock from a bomb, if only for analog. Living under a rock, you won't have heard anything from the digital revolution. But voices sound so much better for traveling through the body and coming out the delicate bones in the feet. Words sound like the thoughts that bore them, grave and resonant. Living under a rock... The news may seem one-sided, with an overemphasis on body counts, but the ground can only catch whatever falls. You hear little from the affairs of distant stars, and from the wind's public whipping of the trees, 
you pick up nothing but the applause. But at least with the proper sort of rock, rolling will never be an issue. The neighbors won't complain. Moss gathers like a second, softer head. My thanks to Dave Bonta. Again, you can find his work at DaveBonta, B-O-N-T-A dot com. You can also find a link in the show notes to that. You can follow him on Twitter at Morning Porch, which I highly recommend for uh, everyday poetry and your occasional dose of metal music. Thanks so much to Dave for helping me kick off this new weekly feature. I will, of course, be writing to other poets. And if you yourself are a poet, feel free to drop me a line, jason at abriefchat.com, and suggest yourself. And if you're someone who I haven't run across before, maybe you could send me a couple poems as well. Meanwhile, you can find this show at abriefchat.com, where you will also find all the previous episodes, and you'll find an easy link to support the show at Patreon, which if you want to just know the direct link is patreon.com slash abriefchat. Membership is the only thing that allows me to keep doing the things that I do, and at a time when my freelance work is mostly going the way of the dodo, membership in my podcast is what is putting food on the table. So anything you can do in that regard is greatly appreciated. Have yourself a fabulous weekend. If you are a member, you'll get an episode tomorrow, and if you're not, I'll be back on Monday. I love you. A better world is possible. (laughs) 